Sure, we get real on arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net, but that's how we all grow forward. A-R-R-O-E.net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Jerry Lenarducci. Busy, busy, just like you. <laughs> Look, that's the way that we were finally tuned as kids. Dude, it is, you're dead on, right? So it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. So then let's, let's, let's begin this way. How do we teach this to the next generation? Because you can look around you right now and see that there's a lot of people that are setting things aside and they don't care about the financial future. You, you, you know, Arrow, it's, it's so interesting. I've been giving that a lot of thought the last two or three days, and I've actually started conversations with some neighbors at different um, events over the weekend. And um, it's interesting, the responses. They're like, we don't know what to do. And um, we're almost at the point where it is what it is, and we're giving up. And it's really, really sad that People are, are, are thinking this way and giving giving up because our financial freedom is at jeopardy right now. And that is what scares me the most is because this isn't a uh, political statement, um, Democratic or Republican, but it, our government is failing us um, and nobody knows what to do. Yeah, they're giving up because people are giving out. And, and, and that's that's the thing about it is, is that as long as you're going to give it out, we're going to receive. And, and, and the more they give out, the potential of the increased tax down the road of the next generation of my children and my and my grandchildren will be facing um, the, the financial disaster that we're going to be they're going to be facing. Now, when you write a book, I understand that. But what, what I try to do is I try to you know speak from the street in the way that not everybody picks up a book. And, and I know that you're out there. You're in Atlanta today because you're, you're, you're spreading the word and the message and things like that of, of you know, financial personal gain as well as growth, as well as loss, because you have to learn how to lose, too. Absolutely. I was actually just speaking with a, a, a present client earlier this morning, and I was explaining to her the fees that people pay inside their um, investment accounts. And if you're truly compounding your money in that investment portfolio, you have to pay the fees out of your pocket. Mm. Because if you pay the fees out of the account, you are then losing what I call the lost opportunity cost for those funds to earn interest. And that is wealth that you're never going to give um, get back. So if you're going to pay a fee to someone in an investment account, you are always better off paying the fee out of pocket and compound truly, truly compounding that account with, um, with net fees, if that makes sense. It, it does. And I'll tell you what, if we had not taken a chance 30 years ago to make the investments and things like that, there would no there would be no way where we would be today. There's and, and I would I would probably be horrified of my future. But still, even with that foundation, I still have to question where we're growing. Yeah, well, the, the question is where we're growing as individuals financially. Right. So um, think of it as a, a, a GPS. Mm-hmm. Right. All know have a GPS on our phone and the first thing we do is we punch in the final destination and then whatever software we're using tells us the most efficient way to get from point A to point B roadblocks traffic patterns constructions and so forth so the only way to truly learn and get to where we want to go financially I personally believe after 26 years is starting at the end yeah. meaning what, not how much money do I want to have, but what type of income do I want to have when I retire? 
So the interesting part here is everyone talks about the accumulation rate, how much money my money is earning while I'm, I'm accumulating or getting to that point of retirement. But I very, very rarely see people discussing how much of an interest rate do I use for the assets that I've acquired to generate that income when I retire. People need to know that our connection goes way, way, way back into the 1990s. I mean, you had the courage to open a cinnamon roll shop in a brand spanking new mall that nobody knew about. And yet you had the courage, like I said, to take a chance on that. And and, and that has always been so inspiring to me. Well, well, thank you. Um, listen, I took a chance because that was the, the values that my parents instilled in me when we uh, immigrated to this country, right? That chance that I took was peanuts compared to picking up a little baby and coming over at the age of two and not having any, uh, just a thousand dollars in your pocket mm-hmm. and then uh, getting to where they are today in life. And they're still both kicking in their late eighties and early eighties. <laughs> So I truly believe that the values um, of teaching your children morals, financials are so important in the world that uh, that's the future. That is if you're um, given the proper guidance when you're younger, it makes life a lot easier later on. And you can accept those challenges when they present themselves, because remember, no one ever may accept no one made the challenge possible unless the 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 person accepts it and says yes i am going to do it no matter what it takes i'm willing to give it a shot to to have the american dream in march of 2020 i i took a, a shot at at you know i i've never been in a place where i had a real job because i've always done radio my entire life so radio yep. people don't see real people so during during the pandemic i went out there and got a job at a grocery store and I, i'll tell you what i think god put me in a place of learning because i'm seeing things on the real streets of america that just shock me and you and i have talked about this it i think it's incredible that parents are teaching kids how to use uh, the the cards and stuff like that in the little the little uh, machines and stuff to pay for the groceries the problem is though, is that mom and dad are using EBT cards and they're buying four and $500 worth of groceries. That's not teaching the future how to properly take care of your family. No, it, it, it's not. And it's sad because they're missing the boat by doing that. Um, you know, I've instilled in both of my children the foundation of, of how money works and money should not be treated as math. And when I say that is the eroding factor of the dollar is always inflation. And then the second one is taxes. Mm. And that's why the majority of Americans are like the, um, they, they find themselves in that wheel in the fish tank with a hamster that just goes on and on at two o'clock in the morning and doesn't let you sleep in that ham, that poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's how the majority of, of middle class America is right now. And, you know, the wealthy and the affluent, they've got it figured out. My job now is that how do I give this message to middle class America so they can have a better opportunity five to 10 years from now? Because Arrow, every decision a person makes today is going to affect them five to 10 years from now down the road when it comes to accumulating money. See, I, I believe that every person should have a financial protector. And what I mean by that is, is that I know how my life changed when all of a sudden, what is this? They've invented a thing called an ATM card and an ATM machine. My life changed because all of a sudden money was readily available to me. So with a financial advisor, I, I, I've sat down and had those conversations where they say, back down 
This is my job to protect your money. You're not going. You're not going to get it until you really physically need it. If if you ever need it. Well, well, you know that that's interesting. I I um I think totally different. Who are you? And here's the reason why, Arrow. Who am I to tell you what you can do with or without your money? Okay. Right. I'm just giving advice on what you should or you shouldn't do. Right. When I hear the word protector, I look, I think about how do I protect your money from market loss? Oh, how do I, God. How do I protect your money from possible decline of the deflation of the dollar? So think of it this way. If, if the affluent have figured out the affluent do not keep their money compounded in an, in an account, they use something that is called the velocity of money and they generate multiple returns. And you know who has it figured out the most? Are banks and insurance companies. Mm. So if we can teach people the velocity of money or the four rules of financial institutions, we would all have a better chance at winning the game. And that's all that we want is a chance to get in the game and win it, no matter what sport we're playing. I'm not a fan of direct deposit. I think it disconnected the boss from the employee in the way of, of being grateful for that employee. A lot of hours we, we have returned since the lockdown back to where the boss is in control and there's a lot of abuse on the workday place, and which means people are switching jobs left and right. Th- this is not the NBA. This is not Major League Baseball. We need to find some, some strength in staying in the game. No, a- a- absolutely. And the only way that we're going to be able to find the strength to stay in the game, Arrow, is to really understand the rules of the game. We can't play the game of sorry or monopoly just by throwing dice and moving, right? We have to know which piece needs to go where. Um, so then we know if we make that decision, what are the ripple effects when that uh, rock is thrown in the pond? What are the ripple effects by that decision that I made by using dollars on the left hand of my ledger or on the right side of my ledger there's pros and cons to every decision and we need to just figure out what the best pros are what the worst cons are and then we have enough information to make an educated decision not guess it's a how, how do you convince the consumer and or employee that, look, I realize the place of business might be rough waters right now, but you need to invest in the company with the 401k plan because in the long run, that is your future and you will be able to use that in retirement, and things like that. But people aren't talking the 401k like they were back in the 80s and 90s. Well, it, it, it's interesting, right? A 401k plan is a retirement savings plan. Mm-hmm. It is not a retirement income plan. So when people mention 401ks, I really need to know what's the definition of your 401k? Are you looking to save money in it? Or are you looking at it from the other aspect of it? How is my 401k plan going to generate my income? Because think of it this way, your 401k account is going to replace your working hours. Mm, mm. So 401k, if um, Arrow, if a person is earning $100,000, here's the reverse timeline, and you're putting money in a 401k, how much money do you need at 4%, which is the safe withdrawal rate, four percent to generate a hundred thousand dollars well that's simple math that a million dollars only gives you forty thousand dollars a year of income that's before tax and before inflation so you know we have to really think about what is a 401k and how are we going to use it to the to the best of our advantage and remember one thing the company doesn't take any risk you as the employee are 
all the risk. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Well, let me ask you this question when it comes to that 401k. I mean, is it legal to, let's, I want to speak the average, the average person that comes into my grocery store that let's just say they've been at their job for maybe five or 10 years. They may have twenty five, thirty thousand $30,000 in their 401k. Hopefully they have more, but can they go and take from that 401k, meet with you and you invest it in other things while that, while you basically go to ground zero on your 401k, take the money that they've earned on the 401k, give it to you, you invest it. Well, there are certain rules and regulations oh. when it comes to money about 401k, right? Okay. So, again, not knowing the rules of the game. So, if we're putting money inside a 401k, our money is trapped. We have control of how to invest the money, but we do not have physical control of those dollars, and we've given them away until we're minimum of 59 and a half years of age. Mm. So many people, because they're overfunding or maxing out their 401k, there are opportunities that are in front of them and they can't take advantage of it because they're not liquid enough in their accounts because all of their savings are tied up in their 401k or they have equity in their home and they cannot access that equity because of economic circumstances. What are you seeing on the streets? I mean, I, I realize you're in the business world and stuff like that, but what, what are you seeing in the everyday eyes of the man and woman or even that, that teenager that basically uh, tried to land their first job and they couldn't handle it because there was a little bit too much pressure? Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, the, the average, my average client right now, arrows between 50 and 60 years old, just like myself. And what I'm seeing is pe the people are terrified. Yep. You know, I had a client who works for NASCAR um, of a gentleman that I met in Charlotte when I was living in Charlotte. And he said, dude, I am scared to death. I'm 57 years old and I'm taking a hit of $160,000. What am I doing? What do I do? That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing fear in people because they're understanding they do not have the word time on their side That's anymore. right. That's right. Right? That's so right. they're figure out how, now remember when earlier it's about protecting i may not have the capability of earning that money that he lost so it is now my job to help him protect the remaining dollars from future loss over the next 12 to 24 months and we all know that we are in a very very bad time in our place in the world not just here in this country but around the world mm -hmm. you have a podcast or anything going on i know i see you up on facebook and stuff like that every now and then um what what's going on in your personal life because people they, they're listening to this conversation today but they're going to want to learn to know more about what you do how you do it and probably reach out and want to talk with you Man, Arrow, thank you so much for the the shameless plug. Um, I'm, I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. I would just direct everybody to my website, which is Jerry with a G, G-E-R-R-Y, Lenarducci, L-I-N-A-R-D-U-C-C-I, and just surf around, and there's a tab there if you want to have a 15, 30-minute conversation, um, consultation type thing, I'd be more than happy. Um, Arrow, listen. Today is September 12th, one day after September 11th of 2001. And as I posted on my group's uh, private group on Facebook this morning, we've been given a gift today, a gift of life mm -hmm. that we up. And it is my job to help inspire um, others to make a change in their life, both personally and financially, because they both work hand in hand equally in, in our lives every day. 
we got to do this more often, man. We can't be doing this like once every three months. I mean, if we do it every biweekly or anything like that, I mean, I, I really want to share your message with with the people on iHeart and iTunes and stuff like that because I mean, you, you've got something here, and 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 you're not ta- you're not talking from your pocket. You're talking from the street, and that's what I love about you. Well, thank you so much, Arrow. I am at your disposal. Anything that I can do to help you, I am open to it. And um, let's just spread the word as much as we possibly can. Excellent, bud. You be safe down there in Atlanta, all right? Thank you, sir. Have a great day.